The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. In Psalms 139, 17 and 18, it says, How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God. How vast in number they are. Praise God. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Soaring Above the Storm. Speak the Word. I believe that the Lord has given me a rainbow word that will help you in preparing to be a better warrior, to soar like an eagle. We're going to be talking about soaring like an eagle. According to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 in New Levin translation, it says, but, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, and they will mount up with wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. For I truly believe that if you came here hungry and expecting that you will receive, from the Lord, because He will confirm His Word. If you're expecting, you're going to receive. Hallelujah. His Word is always, according to the Scripture, is always followed by signs, wonders, and miracles. The title to my message is Soaring Above the Storm. We're going to be like an eagle, and that's what the Lord is expecting out of us. He's not expecting for these storms to get us down. He's expecting us to soar above the storms. He don't, he don't want us to get caught up in it. That's why he said that he's overcome all these battles for us. And all he wants us to do is to soar above them. So the title to the message is Soaring Above the Storm, or I should say, Like an Eagle. First, I'd like to share this story with you. It's about a little baby eaglet. I don't know how many of you know much about eagles, but then I want to talk about this little eaglet because this little eaglet, some of you may have heard this before, this little eaglet had been raised in the barnyard with the chickens. So even though he was an eagle, he thought he was a chicken. So because he thought he was a chicken, he walked around acting like a chicken. He was always scratching around in the barnyard for food like all the other chickens because he thought he was a chicken. Until one day, some a whole swarm of eagles, they flew over and they spotted the little eaglet. And so they, they, they invited the eaglet to fly with them. And the eaglet said, I can't fly. I'm a chicken. <laughs> and the eagle said, oh, no. No, you're not a chicken. You're an eagle. So the baby eagle, he just lifted up his wings, scenes, and he began to fly. And he began to soar with the other eagles. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants for us to just lift up our wings and just soar with the other eagles. Saints, you are warriors of the Lord of hosts. And he sees you as winners. He sees you as overcomers. He does not see you as wimps. And he does not see you as chickens. You know, in Romans 8, 37, it says you are more than an overcomer. However, so many times we have let Satan convince us that we can't do the things that God says that we can do. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. You know, I've talked about this before, but I think it uh, bears repeating. In Proverbs 23, 7, the Bible teaches us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
And we talk, I talk about this a lot, about how a person thinks, because as you think, we talk about your thought life. Because if you're thinking in your thought life, what you're thinking, you're going to speak, and what you're speaking, you're going to act out on. So it's, it's imperative. And this is why it was so important when the Lord said that to be renewed in your mind and not to be transformed. He said to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what he's talking about. You know, you may not be aware of some of these things, but did you know that 80% of what you think about will change the structure of your brain? Think about that. As a matter of fact, I put here that calls for a sailor. And sailor in the Bible only means to just pause and think about what I've just said. So just pause and think about that. That 80% of what you think about will actually change the structure of your brain. So what you're thinking about is actually impacting how you function physically and mentally. Saints, what you put in your mouth changes the structure of your brain. You know, I don't have this in my notes, but it's that your body and your brain simply does what your mind tells it to do. The doctors, scientists say, and the doctors say, and especially the scientists, that uh, all these sicknesses is, are already in our bodies that, you know, you know, like cancer cells and, and various other diseases and things like that is in, already in our bodies. But we activate them by the words coming out of our mouth. We activate them by our thought life because whatever we start thinking on, like I said, is what we're going to start speaking and we're going to activate that. So you may not be aware of this, but listening to a lot of the news or the TV, most of them are commercials on drugs and stuff that actually you may not be aware of it, but they're planting thoughts into your mind, you know, and, and, and giving you thoughts. They're planting those seeds. They're planting those seeds about that particular sickness and illness. And the next thing you know, you might be thinking that you're feeling some of those same symptoms. And maybe you haven't. That's, that's probably the further thing from the truth, but you're thinking it. And you're going to speak it, and then you're going to activate it. You're going to cause it. As a matter of fact, I've taught on this before, is that they say that, you know, in the medical school, you know, when the, the, they're, uh, all the med students, when they are studying a particular disease, that a large majority of them actually come down, uh, have symptoms from that disease that they're studying because they're focusing on it so much. Wow. They actually get the symptoms from the disease that they're uh, focusing on. But, you know, my point is, the eaglet had been around the chicken so long that he thought he was a chicken. Just like Satan, he has kept some of you down so long with sickness and poverty and depression that you don't think that you can ever get up again. Because you have begun to think that it's a normal state, a state of mind, but it's not. But you have been in that position for so long that you've actually beginning to believe that's normal. But it's not normal. It's not normal to be depressed. It's not normal to be sick. It's not normal to be in poverty. None of these things are normal. But we can get into that state to where we actually believe that we are, that these things are normal, and it's, it's a part of life. Actually, you know, um, you listen to TV enough, read enough news, you know, they'll convince you that it is. But you have what you've, what's happened here is that you've fallen for the Satan's lies. But again, I'm telling you that the devil is a liar. You are going to soar like eagles on the turbulence. Eagles do not rise high because of their strength. They ride the turbulence to greater heights. Are you hearing me? 
Saints, we're going to be lifted by power higher than anything on this earth, and we will not do it in our own strength. Amen. We will not do it in our own strength. By divine design, the eagles seek it and they overcome. They even use the turbulence to their advantage. Okay? In other words, we can allow the Lord to use what Satan brings against us to lift us higher. You know, your, your faith is going to grow more when you're experiencing these turbulent situations in your life. You're going, your faith is going to rise. Your faith is not going to rise when you're on top of the mountain. It's going to rise when you're down in the valley. But the eagles, they, they soar. They use that turbulence to come, go up even to a greater height. And, and he's saying here, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that you, he, you can, those troubles that the enemy brings upon you, you can use to uh, elevate you to a higher level in your faith, in your faith walk. Hallelujah. It says, as a matter of fact, talking about using things, I won't tell the whole, I won't, I try to uh, make a long story short, but when I, I went down to North Carolina last Wednesday, uh, uh, my sister's uh, extremely ill, and so it was kind of like an emergency trip down there, and I went down and I bought a car a few months ago, but I haven't driven it very much. I had a thousand miles on it, so you know I haven't driven it very much. It sits in my garage most of the time. Uh, my assistant drives it more than I do. And um, it was my first road trip, but I had gone over to see my sister that was extremely ill, and I don't know if I got something on my tire before or after I left, but as soon as I left, I could see the pressure on my tires, and it was saying an emergency, you know, on my tires. I could see all the pressures, and on my side, it was down to six. And I backed up and went down to four. And I told my sister, the other sister who was with me, I got a lot of sisters. As a matter of fact, I had five sisters and uh, had six brothers. So... I said, I really need to pull over and check this tire out. And I pulled over, and it wasn't flat, flat, like a flat on, you know. Uh, it looked like it, it was somewhere between where it looks like it's going to get flat. And so I didn't know what to do. I thought it was simple. I thought, call the service station. Dorothy, you know a service station? They'll come and change my tire. Well, I called the roadside service and uh, the Mercedes, and they said, you don't have a tire to change. And I said, I don't have a spare. They said, no, you don't have a spare. And uh, she says, we're going to have to send a flatbed truck and tow you in. And, of course, this is like 5 in the afternoon. And, and so I, so she says, well, has it come down to zero yet? And I said, we just came down to zero. She says, well, if it's come down to zero, then you can drive it for 50 more miles. And so, <laughs> so my sister lived about 8 miles. So I drove the 8 miles. To my sisters, so I gave them their address to my sister to send a flatbed truck the next morning. So a whole day, you get up at crack of dawn. She said, call me at 6.30. We'll call the truck in Raleigh. So they send a flatbed truck out. This is all building up. This is, the Lord has a plan here, okay? Now, God did not give me a flat tire. But he changes. He turns things around to use it for your good and his glory. He's going to get the good out of this, you know? And so... The next morning, the, the young man shows up with a flatbed truck, and I'm taking a picture of my new car, you know, being, you know, going up on the flatbed. I, I, I mean, I'm still, uh, it blows my mind that I have to have a flatbed truck drive me 50 miles to get a tire, you know. And so when I get to the Mercedes place, not only that, the young lady that was working with me, it was her first day. <laughs> 
And she said, would you be patient with me? She said, this is my first day. And I said, well, that's not a problem, you know. You know. So she was filling in the paper, and she was getting the stuff over there. She asked this young lady. She was helping her. And, and um, then she left. She came back. She said, your tire's going to be $350. And I said, okay. You know, it's like you don't have a choice, right? you got to have a tire. And I said, but, you know, I said, that really amazes me. I said, I've only had my car a few months and don't even barely have a 1,000 miles. As a matter of fact, the road guy just said I had 1,121 miles on my car, and you're telling me that I've got to pay $350 for a tire? And she says, I'm sorry, Ms. Ramsey. She said, but that's, it's not right. She, I know it's not right, but that's just the way it is. And I, I said, well, that's okay. Um, she says, but I'm going to talk to somebody for you. But, you know, most people tell you that just to make you feel good, right? So I said, okay. <laughs> so I said, okay. So she did. And, and, and so, they go, you know, but when I got there, they said, well, we don't have a spare. Uh, we won't get one until 5 this afternoon. This is, <laughs> this is 10 in the morning. She said, if you haven't heard me from me by 5.30, call me. <laughs> so they, they loaned me a car. And so Dorothy and I, we, we went away for about 3 o'clock. I told Dorothy, I said, I can't walk anymore. I said, I'm tired. I said, we've eaten. We've done this. I said, let's go back. It was about 3 o'clock. I said, could be the tire might come in early. So it did. When I got there, the young lady, she come over to the lounge. She said, Ms. Ramsey, the, they, the tire came in early. They got it on your car. Now they're just cleaning it up. They could have done without cleaning it up. But they clean it up, and it'll be right in here. And um, she says, I want you to know I went to bat for you. She she says, I went and talked to the manager, and I thought that was pretty brave. It was her first day. She went and talked to the manager and, and, and pleaded my case with the manager. You know, I'm from Virginia, down to see my sixth sister, you know, the tires fly, had to call a few, you know, the whole thing. And she said, the manager said, well, how long have you had the car? She, she said, I think about two or three months. She, he said, well, why don't we just give it a car free? So got got the tire free. I thought that that was that that was really good. That was really good. That was God's favor. And she said, you know, Brian was supposed to wait on you, but I asked if I could wait on you. And uh, so that was a setup because we were supposed to go to Fedville. We get diverted to Raleigh. This other guy was supposed to wait on me, but she waits on me. And when she come to tell me to ask me how my sister went, she said she'd come from the doctor. So she wasn't doing too good. And, and so she was telling me this, and I said, well, you know, I said, I'm a pastor. And I said, I would be happy to pray for you. So I took her to the bathroom and locked the door. You know, it's just a one, one, you know, one person in there in the lounge. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you can pray in public if you have to, but you pray in private if you get it. So I took her in there and I prayed with her, you know, and rebuked the stuff that was going on in her life, you know. And so she was excited because she's feeling better, you know, and we left. So the whole thing just turned around, you know, to I believe that the Lord set it up. He did not put, give me the flat tire. I, I make that clear. Satan did that. But God arranged for me to go from not from this place to that place to get to this girl so I could pray with her and also to be blessed with a free tire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the point I'm trying to say is that the Lord will turn around what the enemy means for your uh, harm, it's like according to Exodus 23, uh, 22 in New King James, he says, if you will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and I'll be an adversary to your adversaries. Amen. In Exodus 50, 
And verses 15 to 19 and 20 is a good example of how God can turn things around. Now this, we're all familiar with the story of Joseph, and we're familiar with how his brother sold him into slavery. And we also know that he came out pretty good, you know. He came out second in command of Pharaoh in Egypt, you know. As a matter of fact, uh, Pharaoh even put this ring on his finger, signifying he was next in charge. Well, I won't get into all that, but his brothers, you know, at they found, you know, this hard time was on and they get there and everything. And so then, you know, their father dies, you know, Jacob dies. So Joseph's brother thought that now that their father had died, that Joseph was going to be angry with them and that he was going to pay them back for all the wrong that they had done to him. But Joseph told his brothers, he said, don't be afraid of me. He said, am I God? He says that I can punish you. He said, you intended to harm me. He said, but God intended it all for good. He said, he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. So sometimes maybe we need to think about where we are and not be focused so much on the turbulence or the trials that we're going through that that Lord can always bring you out of that trial and into something much better and much higher. Saints, the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day are going to require divine guidance. Divine guidance. Like I just said, according to Isaiah 40, he said, those who wait on the Lord will soar like eagles. He said, you will run. He says, and you will not grow weary. Now, this is the way the Lord wants us to live. The Lord does not want us to live cowering under Satan's attacks. Think about the eagle. An eagle has incredible vision. And you all out here and all those listening, you need to get a vision. For instance, if you had the vision of an eagle, you could see an ant crawling on the ground from the roof of a 10-story building. How about that? That's, that's vision. But Proverbs 29:18 in the King James Version says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But those who adhere to God's instructions know genuine happiness. He's saying, if you'll listen to me and abide in me and let my word abide in you, then you'll experience genuine happiness. He said, and so we need to see clearly as he sees. God will enable us to do that. God will enable us to see as he sees. We can pray Paul's prayer. In Ephesians 1.17, where it says, You pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know the hope of His calling, the rich of His glorious inheritance in the saints. I used to pray that prayer every day. But you need to ask God for vision. Remember, without vision, people perish. There is not one single issue. There's not one need that with God's guidance, wisdom, and direction that you cannot accomplish. Think about that. Saints, you have been raised up with Jesus, and you now have authority here on this earth. According to Ephesians 2, 6, he has raised you up with him and made you to sit in the heavenly places at the right hand of God. And according to Luke 10, 19, he has given you the authority over uh, over the, uh, the the power and authority to tread upon the scorpions and the snakes and put the enemies under your feet. He, you have that. And did you know that sitting at the right hand of Jesus automatically puts you in a position of authority? 
See, being seated at the right hand of Jesus automatically puts you in a position of authority. Think about that. And this is how God sees you. He sees you holy and he sees you without fault. Hallelujah. You know, we're like Jesus and, and we are heirs to all of his promises. He tells us in Romans 16, he says, we are heirs and we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, in 1 John 4, 17, he says, as he is, so are you. Saints, when the devil comes at you with all of his lies, and he will, he came at Jesus with his lies the same way he comes to us every day, and he's going to come after you with the same lies, anything that can cause you to doubt and put doubt in you about God's word. But every time Satan came to Jesus, Jesus came right back with the word. Every time. Luke 4, 3 said, Jesus told Satan, he says, it is written. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Praise the Lord. And that's what you have to do too, saints. You have to give the devil back what the word of God says. When the enemy is attacking you in your body or in your finances or in your family, you have to give him back the word. This afternoon, he's attacking me in my body. I'm not giving in to that. I'm just giving back the word of God. I'm just speaking the word of God over my body, you know. And then I thought, well, I'll just pray in the spirit for a while. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. But the Bible says when you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede and and, and pray for you, show you how to pray. You know, and as a matter of fact, the Bible says you don't know how to pray. And apparently most of us don't, you know. I know sometimes I don't, you know, and, and, but I'm learning more and more. I, I'm in a state, I don't know about you, but from the day I accepted Jesus as my Lord, I, I, I mean, I became a student of the Lord. And so I'm learning every day. I haven't arrived, never will. But you're learning all the time. When I was saying that that's what you have to do with the devil is because your, his word, God's word is your weapon. That's what you fight with. I'm talking about how to keep the devil under your feet and what you have to do to keep him there. Saints, if you don't know who you are or what belongs to you, he's going to take advantage of you. People are destroyed every day because they don't know God's truth. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. 
Just ask for the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey, when you send a gift of any amount to Speak the Word Ministry. You can write to us at P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or call us and request the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, when you call 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is Pastor Joe. that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer. Father, I thank you for your love, your patience, and for your mercy that you show us each day. Your word says, those who wait upon you will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that this is your desire. For us to soar like an eagle to higher heights above our circumstances and not allow the devil to keep us defeated, weighted down with sickness, poverty, and depression. But your desire is for us to be the overcomers that you created us to be. Thank you, Jesus. According to your word, if we will obey your voice and do all that you speak, You will be an enemy to our enemies and an adversary to our adversaries. And what the enemy has meant for our harm, you will turn it around and use it for our good and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance. That mountain can't stand Against the word, the word of God Against the word of God